hello there all you cool cats and kittens. I hope you're doing wonderful. Yeah, anybody that can do high pressure sales, they're gonna have the capacity to self-staging, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things we might then start talking about, think about it is how do you all become anti-fragile? Right? How do you all sort of take advantage of these changes and improve? Right, so that the opportunities are, are, are there. So. Just for a moment about this um, idea of if you want to look for, look for top producing realtors, then, um, you know, then go all in and don't worry about speaking to those realtors that just began. And don't even, for that marketing message, worry about talking to homeowners. Like, go all in with who you really want to work with without apology. So, yeah. Yes. Stop apologizing. Stop apologizing. Sorry if I'm going out of here. I'm going to Michelle Brodnax here with another episode of Stager Talk, and I have the most wonderfully lovely Monica Stansu. How are you, Monica? I'm good, thank you. Hi, hi, Shell. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. So we're talking about awards today. So for those of you who don't know, Monica won the Best Luxury Home Stager of the Year in Canada. So that is quite an accomplishment. We just added this new Lux category in recently, so... Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I know you do such amazing work. Um, so let me ask you, how long have we known each other? Personally, I think maybe around 10, 12 years, I think. I, yeah. I was a RISA member from the beginning, uh, yeah. 14 years ago, but the convent, I think I met you first time at the convention. It was about 12 years ago. There you go. It's a long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. Longevity in business. Give it up for Monica and Shell. <laughs> so how many, how many, do you know how many awards you have for Misa over the years total? Uh, I think I have five, like the big awards, but I make the top 10. I make it every year, but the yeah. big awards in 2017, 2020. Yeah, I think five. Five. So, all the other categories, like Monica was saying, she always makes the top 10 because she enters. And I talked about this earlier about people, when you're talking about any type of competition or even just business, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to show up. And showing up is actually applying. And a lot of people, um, when we ask them, well, why didn't you apply for the awards? And you see, they do such great work. They say, oh, I didn't think I could win. And um, it's like, what do you say uh, to that? No, no, you have to. First, you have to be organized to have your before and after pictures and, and work throughout the year when you have the, good, the, the best projects. None of us have only perfect projects to, to showcase. So, but in a year, you can, you can make three projects that are worth, uh, worth submitting. And, uh, you know, you don't make it the first year, you make it the second year, you learn. You do, you do, you yeah. absolutely learn. But we, I talked to um, a couple of people earlier today and they said the same thing, plan, be strategic about what yeah. you're doing. And this mm -hmm. is the one trend that I know that I'm actually interviewing the award winners. Everybody's saying the same thing. They just don't wake up when we launch the awards around April and say, I think I'm going to enter. It's during the year when you see a project and you walk into a home, you're probably already going, Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be yep. an award winning, award winning situation right here. So plan and keep your, keep your professional photos in a folder and plan for what it is that you're going to do. So when awards do come around, you'll have everything already, already um, 
already at your fingertips. So when yeah. you take your mm -hmm. pictures, your before photos, do you take them before you stage or do you sometimes take them after you destaged? No, I take them before before I stage, but now I think it will be better when the, uh, especially for vacant properties to do the after because sometimes in the construction, uh, when I take the pictures, uh, the vacant properties are full of debris and uh, building material. So I can, yeah. I can do a, a, a better uh, before if I do it after I do stage. I that like is, that this year. <laughs> that is an excellent point because I know the awards committees are getting stricter on the before photos because mm -hmm. the concept is, you know, these are awards. You want the best examples out there. So when we have a lot of the clutter and the pictures from construction items and painting and things like that, it just really de detracts from mm -hmm. it. It doesn't look as great. And this is a professional award contest. So we want everybody to do that. So that's a great idea. It's another reason to take them after the fact because it's already, already done. And plus, if yeah. you forget, I know a lot of stagers forget to take the before. And so after you destage, you've got two opportunities to take pictures. So. And also, uh, sometimes you work with professional photography that it's done uh, in a different angles than you took the before pictures. And, and the, the awards are really clear on, on uh, showcasing the same angle um, yeah. of the picture to, to show the transformation in 100%. Yeah. And speaking of the angles, that's a good point, is that, you know, we make a best suggestion, take it from the, the same angle, because again, think about it. If you were looking at something, you want a before and an after, you want it to look from the same angle. Mm -hmm. And while we won't necessarily um, disqualify it, and, and again, they're getting stricter about these awards, um, it's so important just to have it there because people mark them down. So mm -hmm. you can enter and you can have them from the different angles, but what our experience is that is those pictures get marked down a lot more than the other ones. I what I can say year after year it's harder and harder to to you see the competition the work it's amazing so I understand why some people are a little bit um, uh, wary of, of uh, submitting but it just makes you want to do it better next year so I yeah. encourage everybody if I made it everybody can do it yeah and you make it often so yeah you're, you're really good. even your <laughs> husband I, got an award one year yeah. Yeah, it is, so still... it is so funny because I think of him every time I go to an airport, I see somebody that looks just like him. <laughs> every single time I travel, I'm like, that can't be Monica's husband. I know I've told you that once. It's like, you sure yeah. on an airplane? It is so funny. But yeah, we did. No, lately, lately, he uh, lately, not with the COVID, he traveled in the States, but most likely. You, you not never there. know. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. start no, costing no. these poor yeah. men at the airport. <laughs> Are you Tudor Stansu? <laughs> what? <laughs> so do you do press releases after you win the awards? Yes, I do. I do press releases. I use your form. Uh, it's the easiest way. And I, I, there are those platforms, uh, the free platforms. I send yeah. it then to my local newspaper. My, You know, I, I try to do a little bit of fuss. And... Uh, Few years ago, every, uh, the real estate magazine uh, showcased a little, a little blurb about, about uh, my awards. Every yeah, two or three years after, I love uh, it. I love it yeah. when I hear that because a lot of people um, end up don't doing the press release. They just put them out on socials, which is great. You want to do that too, but if you, the news is always looking for stories, and as long as they feel like it's going to interest their readers, that is something mm -hmm. that they want. So if you 
do your press release and you send it out and you can put a little story idea behind it as well. You can send it to the home and garden section or the real estate section of your local paper and pitch a story idea and put the information that, you know, you're an award winner and they might just pick that up. And even if they don't, when you send it six months from now, a year from now, they kind of recycle things. Yeah. Yes. That happened to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. So how's COVID treating you with the business? Are you back on the upswing or is it still slow? Knock on wood, my business wasn't affected as uh, other businesses because uh, we didn't work for two months. Mm-hmm. But after that, we start doing vacant. And now the, the market is crazy in Canada. So we have every day we stage one. Uh, I, I'm not a big big business, but every day we stage one and we de-stage one. A property sell over asking. So I was able to raise my pricing a little bit. So my numbers are not comparing with last year. Uh, actually, I'm a little bit more than last year so i am so thrilled to raise prices because i keep telling people when i'm talking to stagers there's all oh, businesses down i'm like raise your prices raise your prices because when yeah. you them, there's gonna there's a boom going on y'all and it is any business coach any business book out there that is going to tell you that when things are in a slump that's when the pros raise their prices yeah. the hobbyists and the ones that are shaking those are the ones that kind of lower everything because they they want to get that low-hanging fruit is what they think but when you raise them and everything booms back you you make up you that's your recovery right there and then it puts you off to a brand new start with a new pricing level it's brilliant yep yeah i uh i do that uh we have a designer here who teach us to raise your prices every year at least five ten percent and uh that was my saving grace uh, raising my prices 10% now with the COVID, uh, the market supports the raising price. We have the low baller like everywhere else, but sure. there are also good, good agents and good clients who, who appreciate the value you bring. Yep, appreciate the value. Did you hear that already? That makes so much sense. It really does. It does. It does when all the properties sell like a hundred thousand, a hundred eighty thousand dollars over asking, a four or five thousand dollars investment in staging. It's really nothing. Peanuts. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it really is a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. All right, my friend. Well, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to no, share thank your you for, for with us. Talking to me. <laughs> um, it's always a pleasure to speak to you and hopefully we can have a RisaCon in person where we can see each other in person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward. Um, I missed it this year. Yeah. Really yeah. Really yeah. It, it, that part was hot on everybody. The, yeah. uh, All right, my friend, away. stay safe. And for everybody else, it's another episode of Stager Talk. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, happy staging. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.